The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. Happy Friday morning to you, May 26th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend as we head into Memorial Day weekend, going up the country. I love that song. Isn't that a great song? I, I've heard it before. Not in a million years would I have ever been able to tell you who that song songwriter was, what band did it, uh, or the title. That's Canned Heat. Canned Heat. Uh, going up, up the, country. the country. Kind of an iconic tune. Great oh. travel song oh. to head out to Memorial Day holiday. So I know you got one foot out the door already. So I... stay focused. <laughs> Look at me. Stay focused. <laughs> I had so many things on my mind today. David, here's the list of things yes. I forgot. My water bottle got left at home. My glasses, yeah. my watch, and my cell phone. There you go. So Scott's going to start texting you, David, to give me <laughs> messages because okay. I left it all at home. I am already well into my weekend. You're up the country already. You're, <laughs> you're, you're heading out. David, up here in my mind, <laughs> I'm already gone. I love it. Well, try to stay focused for two hours here. Okay. We got a great show ahead. Lots of uh, Memorial Day stories. Todd Cooper going to join us in the 740 hour. Talk about a huge conference coming up oh. in uh, fall during the fall, and uh, but they want to get the word out early because they're expecting thousands of yeah, people. Yeah, this is going to be a big event for the Archdiocese they're putting together, and so you want to get it on your calendar now because I think registration will be opening up soon because you want to make sure that... Yeah, you're in there. You're yeah. ready to go to this one. So I'm excited for that. Then, if that wasn't enough, right. in the second hour, we're going to take a little stroll out at the grotto. Their summer events are oh. really starting to line up. I was just there not too long ago. One of our authors that I talked to was out there. The grotto is gorgeous oh, right now. I'll bet. The rhododendrons. Yep. The, those rhododendrons are decades old. Oh, yeah. Maybe some of them even older than that. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful so. ground. So anyway, uh, Chris Blanchard will be with us, uh, our last interview of the morning. What a weekend. The weather looks fantastic. Lots going on. Rose Festival starts. Tonight. Tonight. How did that happen so quickly? It's amazing. City Fair. Uh, I haven't driven by the waterfront, but it's already all set up down yeah. there, apparently. And uh, they're getting ready for a ribbon cutting and a concert. Fireworks tonight. It's just... And the weather going to be 100% cooperating just, for us. Yeah, just looks beautiful. Pleasant weather throughout the weekend. Today's like maybe like the warmest day as we head in, but it's going to be like in the mid-70s. Oh, man. Memorial Day may reach 80, sunny. So, uh, yeah, it's it looks like it's going to be one of those great Memorial Day weekends. If you are traveling, certainly be safe and take it easy. I know I'm excited to go wherever, get somewhere, enjoy the weekend. But uh, kind of safety first. Always think of safety first as okay. you get ready to go. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, 
campfire safety today, some travel numbers for you, what AAA is anticipating. So it's a big Memorial Day show. Holy moly, we should get this started. I know. What do you got coming up? Well, we talked about City Fair, but David, big news on that I-5 River Crossing. They've got some drawings out about Mm. what all of the different scenarios could look like. I'm going to tell you about them. Some of them nice. Some of them, I think, need to be put into that circular file cabinet. All right. And as we mentioned, got some great interviews ahead. Of course, Todd Cooper, as we mentioned, 740. So, yeah, stay with us for our big Memorial Day weekend show. Oh, great two hours ahead of us. We're going to kick things off now with Chris Bray, beloved child of God. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. You have been running till now. Will you surrender? I'm calling you by my love. Will you answer? There's nothing that you can do that severs my love from you. So won't you come near to me Just when you have given in Overtaken by your sin You just need to know you are The urban child of God Overwhelmed and overcome It's not too late, sin has not won You just need to know you Receive forgiveness I paid the price by my life Just believe it No matter what you have done And my strength you can't overcome So won't you confide in me Just when you have given in Overtaken by a sin You just need to know you are The child of God It has not won You just need to know you are The
That is Chris Bray and beloved child of God. It's 709 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on this Friday, the big Memorial Day weekend show. I'm excited. Going to be a beautiful weekend ahead. Well, how about 100 questions about church councils? Uh, we'll try to answer. I don't know if we'll answer all of them, but I'm sure we'll answer a few. It's right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Monsignor John Syak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are, and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to bless all the people listening, wherever they are, in their homes, in their cars, at work, and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. You would send the Holy Spirit to them. You would send our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. Memorial Day weekend kicks off the summer travel season, and Mater Dei Radio's Hail Mary Media app is the perfect road trip companion. You're always a click away from renewing your spirit with live Liturgy of the Hours from Mount Angel Abbey and a customized schedule of your own daily prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also features a stream of Mater Dei Radio's live broadcasts and podcasts of all our original programming, including shows not available on the radio. Plus, you'll find cool summer activities for the whole family on the interactive community calendar that integrates directly into your car's mapping program. Join the thousands of listeners who'll be traveling through the summer with the Hail Mary Media app. Download it today. Search Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to MatraDayRadio.com for all the details. Wherever you go this summer, spiritual renewal is just a click away on the Hail Mary Media app from Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 712 at Mater Day Radio. Well, as we've been talking about, it looks like it's just going to be a beautiful Memorial Day weekend. Today starts out a little warmer, a high of 85 degrees. Again, there's that slight chance of a thunderstorm mm-hmm. later this afternoon, whether or not it materializes. We'll see. Then for tonight, we'll have a low of 56, a few clouds out there. And then Saturday, a little cooler, probably some morning clouds in areas, and then a high of 76, sunshine in the afternoon. Clear Saturday night, 48. Sunday, mostly sunny, 77. Oh. Memorial Day Monday, sunny, 80. Oh, I just, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be a great weekend. Currently, David, in Vancouver, in my backyard, Yes, it's 59 degrees. Well, the, where the uh, grilling begins, right oh, there. There it is. We've got a new grill waiting. <laughs> I know that. 59 degrees, St. Ignatius Church in Portland. Well, there is a lot to know about our Catholic Church history, which also means... We have a lot of questions. And since Christ founded the church more than 2,000 years ago, councils have come together to address 
Well, many of these areas. But that, too, is a complex history that may be difficult to know the who, what's, where, and when of each council. Well, in his new book, Church Councils, 100 Questions and Answers, author Paul Sens explains some of the most important issues and controversies in the history of the church. Paul is joining me this morning to tell us more about it. Good morning, Paul. Thanks so much for joining The Morning Blend. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Well, first, Paul, let me say you earned your bachelor's and master's degree from one of, dare I say, the finest Catholic institutions in the country. Fill our listeners in. Yeah, I got my my bachelor's and master's from the University of Portland there, obviously, in in, uh, North Portland on on the Bluff. Um, I uh, grew up born and raised in the Archdiocese, a couple different locations, all within the kind of Portland Metro or Willamette Valley area, um, and of course got my my uh, upper education from UP, uh, which has suited me well ever since. Oh, well, it is wonderful to have you on the show. You are not in the Portland area, and uh, you might be missing some of our beautiful uh, late spring, summertime weather here. It's been a beautiful, beautiful days here recently, and uh, the Bluff is especially beautiful this time of year. Do you miss your years here? Yeah, there's there's a um, <clears throat> a lot that I look back fondly on, including, actually, it just, just occurred to me, we're talking about it, but this book was dedicated as three individuals is dedicated to and one of them is Dr. Michael Cameron who is one of my theology professors at the University of Portland. Oh, well, he must be very proud of the accomplishments of his student and this is a great book I encourage our listeners to check out. So we're going to talk about church councils this morning. So I think many of us we want to understand, we want to make sure we we put things in its right context. Now, we are going through a synod process right now in the church. Can you explain to our listeners a little bit about how a church council is different than the synod process that we're going through? Yeah, so the synod process, you know, we, we've been hearing that word a lot lately with this synod on synodality, and, and every few years there's typically has been um, a synod, a gathering of bishops. The, the synod process is, can be thought of more as like an advisory process for, for the Pope or for, or for you know, the bishops and other church leaders. So it's a gathering of bishops, other clergy, religious, lay people to discuss a particular topic, uh, they meet together, they pray together, give presentations, debate, discuss a certain topic, and then make recommendations to the Pope. Whereas the the council, and usually when we mean that, when we use that term, we're talking about the ecumenical councils, this is a gathering of all the bishops of the world in union with the Pope, teaching the universal church together, uh, you know, united together, teaching the universal church on uh, on matters of faith and morals, or sometimes more um, pastoral um, guidance or disciplinary issues. Uh, sometimes in the church's history, they have met in response to some profound heresy that's dividing the church and, you know, poisoning souls. Mm. Sometimes they've met to, to um, get the clergy in line, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's a smaller issue like that, where there's Maybe maybe um, uh, practical problems that need to be discussed, but it's always the this uh, universal, united teaching uh, coming from the successors of the apostles, united with the successor of Peter. 
If you are just tuning in, I am speaking with author Paul Sense. He is an incredible alumnus of University of Portland, and he's joining me today as we talk about his latest book, Church Councils, 100 Question and Answers. It is out by Ignatius Press. Well, let's talk about them. So we've got 100 great questions. How many church councils have there been in two, more than 2,000 years that the Catholic Church has, well, been in existence since Christ founded it himself? How many times have councils been called? So far, there have been 21 ecumenical councils from the First Council of Nicaea in 325, and the most recent was the Second Vatican Council in the 1960s. And then when a, when a council is called together, who are the people that come together from the different parts of the world to sit on this council? And kind of how long does is the whole process? But I think many people are familiar with Vatican Council. It was a years-long process, even took up two popes. That's right. So the, the bishops of the world, together with the pope, um, are kind of the... Uh, the, the, the primary body of, of folks at the council, they're the, called the council fathers, and they are the ones who are who have the teaching authority. They've got they they vote on different documents and decrees and that kind of thing, um, and, and the pope ultimately is is who who promulgates these things, who who um, you know approves approves and, and puts it out, and th- they aren't the only ones in attendance. Mm-hmm. They will. It's been it's you know varied over time and with different different councils and things, but they will typically also have um, theological advisors, uh, priests, religious lay people, whomever who are there to to maybe give talks or or just advise them. Each individual bishop might have an assistant or a theological advisor he brings with him to help him throughout the process and kind of give instruction, give advice, that kind of thing. Um, recently. The, the the last few councils, there they have even invited uh, Orthodox bishops and even some Protestant representatives to be there as um, observers. They they would they wouldn't have a vote or anything like that. But in kind of the ecumenical spirit of the worldwide Christian Church, the Body of Christ, they have been invited to participate as as a, in this kind of observer status. Um, and as far as how, how long it takes and what the process looks like, that has varied a great deal from council to council. Some of them have been much shorter. Some of them have been much longer. Some of them have been, you know, one right after the other. In some cases, in some cases there have been a few years between councils. In some cases, there have been three or 400 years between councils. It, just, it all just kind of depends. Um, and even the Council of Trent was, was you know, um, around 20 years or so all together. Wow. But they weren't meeting constantly. It was kind of, a, it was in several different sessions, you know, the, and there might be a few years between, between sessions. Um, but the, but the overall process took, took a couple decades, whereas the second Vatican council was about three years, uh, with a few different, different, uh, um, sessions where they, where they got together. Well, let's talk about that, Paul, you know, Vatican two, I think for, a lot of people would remember that brought about some major changes, of course, allowing for permanent deacons. Mass was then said in the vernacular. So there were some kind of what we would consider big changes. Were there other councils in the history of the church that brought about some big changes like that also? Yeah, and sometimes a lot of the time in earlier centuries, the 
effects and decrees of the council might kind of trickle down around the world. You know, there, there was an instant communication, so so these things kind of take time. If there was a new a new missile to be used for mass, you know, it would take a while to get that spread around. If there was a, if there was um, a new a new creed that was that was promulgated to emphasize and explain uh, particular aspects of our faith, that would kind of take time to be spread th- spread throughout the world. Um, but one of the, one of the councils that produced some pretty profound changes similar to the Second Vatican Council would probably be the Council of Trent, which was in basically in response to the Protestant Reformation. There had been, everyone was aware of the, of a lot of the issues that were facing the church and previous councils had tried to address those, but unsuccessfully. And then we had this Protestant Reformation just really took off and, and the church said, okay, we need to get our act together. We need to get, we need to write this ship. We need to figure out where we're going from here. And it's kind of referred to variously as either the Counter-Reformation or the Catholic Reformation, mm. because, of, because there was so much that they did to, to fix the issues the Church was facing and get it set on the right course, uh, including clarifying church, the Church's teaching against the errors of the Protestant Reformers and really making that clear. So they produced a, a, a massive catechism, they reformed the liturgy, they clarified the church's teaching on a huge number of topics, and that really, again, over time, because there wasn't instant communication like we have now, but it really did reform the church in a lot of important ways. Hmm. Well, that is amazing. And that's just a little bit about what you will learn in Paul's new book, Church Councils, 100 Questions and Answers. Paul, let our listeners know where they can get a copy for themselves. Sure, they can get it at Ignatius.com from Ignatius Press. Or, of course, um, always check out and support your local Catholic bookstore. Oh, absolutely. Well, Paul, I really appreciate your time today. And this is exactly my kind of book question. And right there is the answer. It's going to be just a wonderful read for many people. And thank you so much for your time today. All right. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And again, that is Paul Sens. So the name of the book, Church Councils, 100 Questions and Answers, it is out by Ignatius Press. And I will be sure to add a link to where you can get right to Ignatius Press, purchase a copy for yourself. Of course, like Paul just said, any one of our wonderful Catholic bookstores would also be able to get a copy for you. You'll find the link on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is 724 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend this Friday morning. If you go to our website, right there on the front page, Hail Mary Media app. It's our wonderful app that we have for you, and it's free. You can learn all about it. You can access our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library through the app. You can tune into live broadcasts of Mater Day Radio. You can even sign up for customized prayer reminders, and so much more. And again, it's free. It's Mater Dei Radio's Hail Mary media app. All the details on our website at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1111.
503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Memorial Day Mass is scheduled for May 29th. As Americans, this Memorial Day, we will remember those who died in the service of our country. I'm Marie Henry, Associate Director of Cemeteries and Funeral Services at Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Cemeteries. I would like to invite you to join us in prayer on Memorial Day, May 29th. Memorial Day Mass will be held on the sacred burial grounds of our Catholic cemeteries. At 9 a.m., Reverend Peo Dayton will begin Mass at Mount Calvary Cemetery in Eugene. At 10 a.m., Bishop Peter Smith will begin Mass at Mount Calvary Cemetery in Portland. And at 10 a.m., Archbishop Alexander Sample will begin Mass at Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. For additional details, you may visit Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services website at ccpdxor.com. I hope you will join us this Memorial Day. Together we can be united in faith as we worship, remember, and celebrate legacy. Would you like to make your spring cleaning plans a little easier this year? Let Mater Day Radio give you a hand. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you would like to clear out, our vehicle donation program is just the answer. You can donate your vehicle to Mater Day Radio and get a likely tax deduction in return. It's quick and easy, giving you a real jump start to your spring cleaning. Learn more about our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. 726 at Mater Day Radio, and it is a big travel weekend. We'll get you ready in the news. And another unofficial kickoff to summer starts tonight. Evening concert and fireworks going to usher in the Rose Festival. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in news. Here is Blanca with Echo. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. 1,440 minutes Every day I gotta decide How am I gonna live it? I'm gonna take a chance to be
That is Blanca and Echo. It's 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news, important news out of the Vatican, Pope Francis has canceled meetings on Friday morning due to a fever, Vatican spokesman confirmed. Matteo Bruni, director of the Holy See Press Office, told Catholic News Agency that due to a feverish condition, Pope Francis did not receive anyone in audience this morning. And as of Friday afternoon, the Pope does not have any public appointment scheduled for tomorrow, according to the Vatican calendar. He is currently scheduled to say Mass in St. Peter's Basilica for the Solemnity of Pentecost on May. May 28th, followed by the recitation of the Regina Chaley Antiphon. Now, Pope Francis, 86 years old, was hospitalized for four days at the end of March for a lung infection. But during his return flight from a recent three-day trip to Budapest, Hungary, a month later, the Pope said his body responded well to the treatments. Mm. Thank you. God, well, we keep Pope Francis in uh, all of our prayers Absolutely. for his swift recovery. Well, what are your travel plans for this weekend? It's going to be busy. number of people going through U.S. airports hit pandemic-era highs last weekend, and those records certainly probably going to be broken for the Memorial Day holiday. So AAA predicts that 37 million Americans will drive at least 50 miles from home this weekend. That's an increase of more than 2 million from Memorial Day last year, but still below pre-pandemic numbers of 2019. Now, at the airports, the TSA expects to screen 10 million travelers between today and Monday. That's a 14% increase over the holiday in 2022. One travel data company predicts the average domestic airfare will peak next month at $328 for a round-trip ticket, which is down from last summer's record of $400 per ticket, but still 4% higher than in 2019. The data shows that international fares are their highest in more than five years, with prices to Europe up 50% from a year ago. So uh, I guess no matter what you do, it's probably going to be busy. Uh, pack extra patience That's and right. give yourself plenty of time if you're heading to the airport. Correct. Well, we have been waiting to see this. The Interstate Bridge Replacement Program released its first batch of visualizations of six replacement bridge options for single level bridges, one stack bridge. And uh, I won't mention the last, but it does have a lift okay. on it. Now, the renderings have been long awaited by program critics and supporters alike, and the visuals are not a final design and don't reflect property impacts. Now, the first is the single level. It is a concrete and steel girder option and resembles the Interstate 205 bridge. Now, an alternate uh, single level is termed the extra dosed that are styled with a fin back and the decks are held by cable. On all of the single level configurations, light rail will be on the southbound span next to downtown Vancouver and the bike pedestrian path on the northbound span. All right. Now, the stack bridge, strikingly similar to the final Columbia River crossing design, is a two-level stacked option, but... And that would put the freeway on the top level and transit and bike pedestrian paths underneath. 
Now, because of the limited space between Terminal 1 and the current bridge, a stacked bridge will not be as tight a fit. Now, one drawback is the roadway would be higher than on a single-level bridge. Then there is the lift span. Yeah. Now, it's not part of the original plan after the Coast Guard requested study of an option with the same or more level of vertical clearance than the current bridge allows. Uh, the replacement program is now studying a, a lift span bridge. The whole point <laughs> of doing all this was so that way it doesn't have a lift uh, on no. it. Well, yeah. Well, the program is limited, though, in the type of bridge because designers don't want to protrude into Pearson Field and Portland International Airport's airspace. So that rules out cable style bridge like the Tillicum Crossing or a suspension bridge like the Golden Gate Bridge. Hmm. All right, well, we'll see what happens. Portland police have made an arrest in that large apartment fire that happened last week in the Goose Goose Hollow neighborhood of southwest Portland. Officers apprehended 30-year-old Garrett Rep on allegations of felon arson, criminal mischief, and misdemeanor reckless endangerment in the fire that displaced residents of all 42 units at the May Apartments. Rep, who had been a resident at the apartment, had an eviction order issued in February saying he owned over $3,000 in rent. Rep did not show up for his court appearance in March and was ultimately ordered to move out of the apartments in early May. Fire broke out on May 16th. Fire experts entered the structure on Tuesday, calling their investigation a success, leading to the arrest of Rep. Well, over a century old, the Rose Festival is a key part of Portland's summer, and it all begins tonight. The Rose Festival kicks off Friday night with the opening of the City Fair and a fireworks show on the waterfront. Now, festivities begin with the ribbon cutting at 5 o'clock. Fireworks will light up the sky at 9.50 p.m. Now, Rose Festival waterfront activities all take place at beautiful Governor Tom McCall Waterfront Park in downtown Portland. Now, expect to see skies light up over downtown Portland with a firework display choreographed to its own soundtrack. Then you can head over to the Dick's Auto Group community stage for a full concert by the New Wavers. Going to warm up the crowd at 845, of course, and then the fireworks will be after that. Now, on Sunday, there is the ukulele sing-along and jam nice june 2nd to the 4th david you'll be down at the oregon brewers fest corgi jamboree and the starlight (laughs) parade on june 3rd fleet week june 7th to the 11th grand floral parade on june 10th gonna be a fun couple of weeks gentlemen start your engines there's the command back home again Yes, it is the greatest spectacle in racing. The green flag falls on the 107th running of the Indianapolis 500 on Sunday morning. 33 cars topping 230 miles per hour flying around the two-and-a-half-mile track. Alex Pelot is your is your pole sitter, becoming the first Spaniard to take the top spot. It's quite the international lineup on the front row, including Renus VK of the Netherlands and Felix Rosenquist of Sweden. Another Swede was last year's winner. That's Marcus Erickson. NBA Eastern Conference Finals. Boston Celtics stay alive with the 110-97 win over the Miami Heat. Two teams play game six tomorrow. That'll be in Miami. The Heat still lead the series three games to two. So, 
no team has ever come back from a three to nothing deficit, and Boston, well, they're on the Look, verge of maybe doing it. There is always the first. That is true. That's it. And is Boston going to do it? I don't know. Uh, I think Miami would like to just take care of things now. Yeah. Look at if Miami loses on Saturday, it goes back to Boston it, for Game yeah, Seven, and then it's either one. Quick, yeah. No matter how many in a row you've won, yeah. when you get to Game Seven, fifty-fifty, it That's can go right. either way. Well, Scripture is full of deeply significant phrases that may pass us by unnoticed. Take the first reading from Mass on the Solemnity of Pentecost. The first verse, chapter 2 of Acts, reads, When the time for Pentecost was fulfilled, they were all in one place together. Now, the Pentecost referred to here is not the Christian feast day, but rather the Jewish one. So our holy day takes its name from the Jewish feast. The Feast of Pentecost, or Shavuot, is a four-day feast day known as the Feast of Weeks, and that takes place 50 days after Passover. So Passover recalls the 10th plague upon the Egyptians after which Pharaoh released the Israelites from slavery. Shavuot commemorates the end of the initial stage of Israel's journey out of Egypt when Moses brought them to Mount Sinai and gave the people the law by which they would live. Now, pause sense from Alatea. This is where he goes a little bit deeper. And he says that Pentecost celebrated the giving of the law. Then we can understand this phrase to mean something deeper, that the law itself, the purpose of the law had been fulfilled. So how does Jesus then fulfill this law? Well, that is by his death and resurrection. Now, one chief purpose of the law of Moses was to provide the people of Israel ways to make reparation for their sins through the various sacrifices prescribed by the law. Yet, as St. Paul points out in the letter to the Romans, the sacrifices of the law could not justify us. Jesus' self-sacrificial offering, however, is infinitely perfect. And the descent of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost is the sign of the fulfillment of the law of Moses and the beginning of the law of the Spirit being lived in the hearts of the church. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, of course, this weekend we cannot remember the true purpose of it. And on a Monday, Catholic cemeteries across the area will host Mass. At 9 a.m. Monday, Mount Calvary Cemetery in Eugene will have Mass. At 10 o'clock, the Metro Portland area cemeteries will have Mass. Gethsemane Catholic Cemetery with Archbishop Alexander Sample and Bishop Peter Smith will be at Mount Calvary Catholic Cemetery. You can find all the details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And this fall, Archdiocese of Portland hosting a big conference. You're going to hear about it right after the forecast. Monterey Radio's Leadership Circle connects through AllSource Communications. Is a technology upgrade in your company's future? AllSource Communications is an independent local telecom brokerage specializing in internet and phone systems. Connect today at allsourcecommunications.com. That's allsourcecommunications.com. Or call 503-967-4887 for AllSource Communications. Connecting Monterey Radio's Leadership Circle. Hello, this is Father Peter Julia, the Director of Vocations for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. Join me in praying the Memorare. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you do I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please download the free Hail Mary Media app or visit us online at materdayradio.com. We are leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand that together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree. But we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 7.44 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, our weekend forecast, gosh, just keeps getting better mm-hmm. and better. So let's start with today. Daytime highs heading back to the middle 80s today. Lots of sunshine already filling the sky this morning. Still a possibility of a thunderstorm over the Cascades later this afternoon. Then overnight, cooling down to 56 degrees. Tomorrow, a clear start to the day, but a few clouds begin in the afternoon. But it is basically uh, uh, highs, excuse me, a little cooler at 76 degrees. Sunday, kind of a repeat of Saturday. Then for Memorial Day weekend on Monday, sunny skies, highs back into the low 80s. All right. Currently 57 degrees at St. Peter's Church in Eugene. And it is 61 degrees at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception right here in Portland. Coming up this fall, mark this on your calendar now, November 30th through December 2nd, the Archdiocese of Portland will be hosting a Healing the Whole Person Conference at Our Lady of Levang Catholic Church in Happy Valley. The three-day event is expected to draw 2,000 people. Now, to give us an early preview of the event is our good friend, Todd Cooper, who handles special ministries for Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample. And Todd joins us this morning. Todd, always great to talk with you. Yes, it is. Thanks a lot, David. Well, a big weekend in the Archdiocese of Portland. Before we get to the conference, I mean, we've got Pentecost Sunday. I guess I can say to you for the last couple of days, Happy Easter. Happy Easter, amen. Yep. (laughs) And then, uh, of course, we've been talking a little bit about this as well. Coming up on Monday, the Archdiocese hosts three really special Masses at our Catholic cemeteries. Those are really special events as well. Yeah, every year uh, cemeteries put those Masses on, and the bishops uh, say those Masses. It's a beautiful occasion to remember those who have gone before us. Dr. One of our next interviews coming up, we'll talk a little bit more about the Masses, but right now... 
We want to talk about this Healing the Whole Person Conference that I mentioned coming up November 30th through December 2nd at Our Lady of Levang Church. You know, I have not been out to Our Lady of Levang since they moved to Happy Valley. Have you been to their new church there? I have, David, and it's absolutely something else. Else, definitely worth a visit. Uh, it's huge. It's it's the biggest, the largest church in in the diocese that we have. It it does seat just over two thousand people, and uh, they they took it over. It used to be in the New Hope Church, I think. People yeah. might be familiar with that. And uh, it's just right across from the Clackamas Town Center, across the freeway there. Um, just a beautiful location, beautiful area. Uh, just fits the needs of the Vietnamese community so well. And yeah, the church is a great, great place to gather. So we're looking forward to that being the the, uh, the host site for uh, the Healing the Whole Person Conference. Well, as you say here in the press release on it, too, you're looking for 2,000 folks or expecting 2,000 folks to the conference, and uh, again, at Our Lady Levang Church that can handle that. So tell us about this conference. How did it all come to be? Yeah, you know, I think the origins of it really, David, are, you know, with the Archbishop himself. Um, he got connected to a group called the John Paul II Healing Center, and a gentleman named Dr. Bob Shooks. And uh, Dr. Bob Shooks wrote a book called Be Healed, and uh, this conference is based on that book. It's a beautiful book. A lot of our young adults are familiar with uh, the Be Healed book and kind of the ministry of the John Paul II Healing Center. And uh, But Dr. Bob really uh, has worked with the Archbishop and, um, you know, he's got this healing ministry. He focuses a lot on uh, the roots of our sinfulness. And so we, we kind of dig deep into our own wounds and uh, a lot of childhood wounds and other wounds we experienced uh, as just as individuals and kind of looking closely at those and, and see how those impact, you know, our patterns of sin in our own lives. And it, it's just a beautiful ministry of healing. You know, obviously they... they uh, are connected with Jesus as the divine physician. Uh, but Dr. Bob himself is a therapist. He works with uh, married couples. But at any rate, so, um, you know, it's his healing center, this John Paul II Healing Center, that puts on these Healing the Whole Person conferences. So the Archbishop, you know, having personally experienced, you know, Dr. Bob Shooks in his ministry, um, uh, became aware of, the, of this, this particular conference. It's a very a highly sought-after conference in the country. They only offer four each year throughout, I mean, in different locations in the United States. And so uh, we're very fortunate uh, to be bringing uh, this team to Portland next fall, uh, again, through the Archbishop's connections there. And, um, you know, the Archbishop really wants this to be a healing experience for, for people throughout the diocese. And so that's what we're looking forward to. Mm, that's great. And I, and just in reading about this conference, too, there's a lot of different layers to this. I know for, for the priests, uh, obviously for the laity, there's a number of different things that are going on. In fact, there'll be a special event for the priests leading up to this as well, it looks like. Yeah, that's called um, uh, a Holy Desire Day of Reflection. Uh, that's for priests and seminarians. That'll be on Wednesday, uh, November 29th. And uh, then, and that's just specifically for the priests. And, and Dr. Bob Shooks and uh, Sister Miriam, the two kind of leaders of this Healing the Whole Person Conference, they came out and, and spoke at the priest convocation, I believe it was almost two years ago, or a year and a half ago. And uh, so this will be a nice kind of follow-up to what they did there. Uh, but the priests will have an opportunity to gather and kind of experience, um, you know, a little bit more of their ministry. And then the Healing the Whole Person Conference begins the next evening. 
So the Healing Old Person Conference runs Thursday and Friday evening and all day Saturday. Excellent. And I want to remind folks, too, that you're going to be registering for this conference beginning on August 28th at 7 a.m. August 28th at 7 a.m. It'll be online registration. And so this really kind of gets people to think about it, be aware of it, and be prepared to put it on their calendars. And I know, too, you really want to get the word out early on this because that, that's how special this is going to be. Yeah, it really is, David. And and at this point, the John Paul II Healing Center has sold out every conference that they have, have uh, put on. And so th- this conference is unique, though, because it's the first time they're working with an entire diocese. In the past, they've teamed up with a particular parish. I think the largest event they've held uh, up to this point is 800 people. Uh, again, that one also sold out. Uh, but, but it, you know, and the crazy thing is, is you can attend in person and also virtually. And so, but, but the, the in-person events just sell out. And so that's why we're expecting, even at 2000, it, it really draws people from the local area, but also from the entire country and beyond. Oh, wow. Aware of this. And yeah. so people really should mark their calendars and they should mark their calendars for the, the date that registration becomes live on August 28th at 7 a.m., as you mentioned. I mean, that's the key date. Um, to begin to sign up for this conference because uh, it's, it's, you know, there won't be a lot of time to do it, and it'll be in high demand. Right. Again, we're speaking with Todd Cooper, who handles special ministries for Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample. It's the Whole Person Conference, Healing and Whole Person Conference at Our Lady of Levang Catholic Church, November 30th through December 2nd. Uh, No charge either, as I see. Well, not exactly. (laughs) (laughs) For, for priests and religious, yes, yeah. Oh, um, I gotcha, yep. Religious, and we're working on uh, provision for our deacons to be able to attend at no cost, too. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, you know, folks just, you know, uh, folks that attend, you, folks like you and I, uh, will need to register. And, and the cost right now, we're, we're in the middle of determining what the cost will be, but it's generally around $169 to attend in person and roughly 120 uh, to attend virtually. So oh. those, those prices aren't quite set yet. I think you can find those on the John Paul II Healing Center website, uh, but those will be adjusted a little yeah. bit. But it gives you an idea about what the cost will be. Sure. Well, it sounds well worth it for a three-day event like that, and uh, the specialty of it, definitely uh, uh, a good cost in that regard. So let me ask you, too, can you give us, I, I don't know, any, any indication, or do you know about what the conference will entail, what will happen throughout the course of the three days? You know, I, I can, David, because I attended one myself um, uh, in Cleveland, just outside of Cleveland, back in February, and uh, I've just recently remarried, and and so my uh, my wonderful new bride and I went together to the conference, and it was just a beautiful experience for the both of us, uh, because you really do kind of dig into uh, kind of the, the the roots of of your own sinfulness, you know, and some of the patterns of sin that you see in your own life. You kind of dig down, and, and Dr. Bob kind of helps you to do that. He provides a framework uh, for identifying, you know, different sins in life and, and, and helps identify kind of what the wounds are that, that bring that about. Um, and so it, it's just, you know, this opportunity for going to confession during that period. Uh, but it's just this kind of guided meditation uh, on your own life, in a sense, and uh, some beautiful, inspiring talks. Uh, help you understand, you know, how the Holy Spirit wants to work 
uh, in each of us to bring about this healing, how the good Lord wants to wants to touch us and heal us. Uh, to help us to, to live better as Christians. Mm, sounds wonderful. Again, it is the Healing the Whole Person Conference at Our Lady of Levang Catholic Church in Happy Valley. It's going to happen November 30th through December 2nd, but as Todd's mentioned, August 28th, August 28th, the key date, because that's when registration will open, and it's probably for sure going to sell out again. Our Lady of the Vang holds 2,000 people, so you can get on it early. Todd Cooper, he is the special ministries person for the Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample. Todd, always great to talk with you. Thank you so much. Really looking forward to the conference, and I know we'll talk more about it in the days to come. Great. And just one quick note, David, there will be a Spanish track, and that'll be at a separate location in Eugene. Uh, excuse me, in Springfield at St. Alice Church. So just for Spanish speakers out there, just know that there will be an option for them as well. Excellent to know. Todd, thank you so much. God bless you and all of your work. You too. Thanks, David. God bless. Bye-bye. And it is 7.54 here at Mater Day Radio, a great event, and we'll have lots of details as these dates start to come up. We'll talk more about it. Of course, it's also going to be on our community calendar. Now, that is something a ways away, but the calendar's got all kinds of things happening this weekend through the rest of May and already into June. More events are starting to pop up there. If you've got a special event, you want to let Mater Day Radio know, and we'll get it on our community calendar. You have access to it on the Hail Mary media app and on our webpage at materdayradio.com. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator, K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hi everyone, this is David from Mater Dei Radio's Morning Blend. I would like to invite you to check out my new podcast, On The Go, where I have a chance to visit with coaches, musicians, artists, and more. We go a little bit more in-depth with the podcast, which hopefully gives you a little more insight into the good folks we talk to. It's On The Go, available on your favorite podcast platform or Mater Dei Radio's free Hail Mary media app. I'll talk to you soon. Some are morning people. (sighs) Others are not. (laughs) Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 757 at Mater Day Radio and some campfire safety tips as we prepare for the Memorial Day weekend. And he is known as the Apostle of Rome. Any ideas who that might be? Hmm. Here's a hint. 
It's not the Pope. Okay. I'll tell you who it is, though, coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey, everyone. I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Today, we celebrate the feast of St. Philip Neri, a man who seemed to act on a whim, but was surely following God's plan. Philip was born in 1515 in Florence, Italy. In his youth, he lost his mother and was raised by his stepmother. At 18 years old, he was sent to live with a childless relative who hoped to make Philip the heir to his business. But something unexpected happened, experiencing a sudden change of heart, which Philip later referred to only as a conversion. He became uninterested in worldly things. Running a business held no further appeal, so he departed for Rome with no money and no plan. In Rome, he found some hospitality from a stranger with two sons. In exchange for tutoring the boys, Philip was allowed to live there and sleep in the attic. He spent the first couple of years dedicating his time to prayer. He then spent three more years studying, seemingly for the priesthood, before suddenly abandoning his schooling and going out into the city. He struck up conversations with all sorts of people. When they were receptive to his words, he led them to perform charitable works in hospitals and visit churches with him. Eventually, he gathered such a following that he formed a community of laymen who aided struggling pilgrims. When he was in his 30s, Philip decided he could do more as a priest. He completed his studies and was ordained in 1551. He went from meeting people on the street to hearing them in the confessional. He was known to read the thoughts of the confessors and in doing so caused many conversions. He spoke outside the confessional as well, giving conferences for those who wanted to deepen their faith. The number of people coming to these gatherings increased rapidly until an extra room had to be built to accommodate them. Philip recruited several priests to help him provide these talks. The people began to refer to them as oratorians. Philip's following grew and became a new religious community for which he drew up a set of rules. In 1575, Pope Gregory XIII officially recognized this group and gave them the old church of Santa Maria in Belicella. Philip demolished what was left of the broken down building and had it rebuilt. He had no funds, but donations came in from prominent figures all over Rome. In 1584, the Chiesa Nuova, as the church now was called, became Philip's new residence, where he continued to live and work. In 1595, on the day when Philip died, he woke up feeling better than ever. He performed all his tasks and heard confessions and went to bed and was struck by a hemorrhage. There was panic in the church and many gathered around him. Philip could not speak, but he had just enough strength to bless his brothers with the sign of the cross before his passing. Most people like to feel in control of their lives, but sometimes what God wants runs contrary to what we think is a good plan for our own lives. Philip Neary, like the Apostle Philip, threw away his ordered life abruptly in order to follow Jesus. We too must have the courage to cast aside our worldly attachments and follow him. St. Philip Neary, Pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary media app. And you can find all the details at materdayradio.com. It's 8.50. It's 8.01. And in your news this morning, with the unofficial start of summer this Memorial Day weekend, many folks will be enjoying the outdoors, possibly lighting a campfire. That brings these safety tips from the Oregon Parks and Recreation Department. Maintain campfires at knee height, no more than two feet high. A smaller flame helps prevent embers from rising into the trees or dry vegetation. And if you see the wind stir up the embers, just play it safe, put the fire out. 
In a state park campground, only build fires in the existing fire ring in your campsite. Always keep plenty of water on hand to safely put out the campfire. Beach campfires should be on open sand and away from driftwood or vegetation. Make sure everyone in your campsite is familiar with campfire safety, including your children. And always keep an eye on your campfire. Many accidental fires are started because campers left their fire unattended for what they say, just a minute. It was just a moment. It was just a moment, so always be attentive of that. And then always check your local jurisdiction, too, for fire restrictions, Mm. because they can post those at any time. Oh, for sure. And remember, when you are on the beach... You've got to put that fire out with water. Yeah. Because that sand... Don't cover it. Yeah, it'll keep those coals hot for hours and hours. Exactly. And uh, so that's real important to remember, too. Well, South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster signed a bill Thursday prohibiting abortion after six weeks of pregnancy that goes into effect immediately. The Fetal Heartbeat and Protection from Abortion Act passed the state Senate Tuesday, a week after the House passed the bill. Now, this new law includes exceptions for rape and incest, the life of the mother and fetal abnormalities up to 12 weeks. Now, the South Carolina Catholic Conference released a statement applauding the passage of the bill, saying the Fetal Heartbeat Act is the strongest pro-life bill the state General Assembly has ever passed. The Catholic Conference thanks Senate leadership for coming together to pass this bill. And Pope Francis has emphasized the importance of the virtue of justice in a message for the upcoming World Day of Prayer for the Care of Creation. In the message released yesterday, Pope Francis said, God wants justice to reign. It is as essential to our life as God's children made in his likeness as water is essential for our physical survival. Now, Pope Francis established the World Day of Prayer for Care and Creation in 2015 to be celebrated every year on September 1st. The Ecumenical Day of Prayer is seen as a sign of unity with the Orthodox Church and launches what is called the Season of Creation, celebrated every year from September 1st through October 4th, which is the feast day of St. Francis of Assisi. Okay. Well, it's pretty interesting. Thousands of artifacts of historical and financial value, including items taken from graves and archaeological digs, have been recovered in Italy following what? a huge operation, according to authorities there. Italian police have arrested 21 out of 51 suspects in an operation which included hundreds of officers in the southern Italian region of Puglia on Wednesday. Authorities recovered over 3,500 pieces of invaluable historical and artistic works. They also recovered 60 metal detectors and other objects consistent with clandestine excavations, including long metal spikes and shovels. The investigation began last year after several clandestine digs were discovered in the Canosa region of Puglia, where all of the items are thought to have originated most are not documented and never before seen pieces taken directly from unexplored archaeological digs. So mm. quite the operation. Wow, yeah. it sounds like it. Well, Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler and his staff held a news conference Thursday to outline details of a proposed ordinance to ban daytime camping throughout the city. Wheeler said he plans to bring this plan to city council next week. The ban would apply to all city property from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. each day and would be enforced 
24-7 in areas within 250 feet of certain designated places, including school, parks, existing shelters, and sidewalk spaces intended for pedestrians. Now, the ordinance also sets restrictions on the amount and location of personal items and garbage in proximity to tents, and also bans the use of gas heaters or fires at campsites, and also prohibits digging, excavating, and damaging vegetation. Now, separately on Thursday, Wheeler's office confirmed that the city has reached a tentative settlement in a lawsuit brought last year by residents who claimed the city's failure to keep sidewalks clear of camps violated their rights under the Americans with Disabilities Act. Now, attorneys for the plaintiff said in an email that Wheeler's camping ban ordinance was not one of the terms of the settlement, but that it would work hand in glove with it. And in sports, big win for the University of Oregon in the Pac-12 Conference College Baseball Tournament last night in Scottsdale, Arizona. Ducks stunned top-seeded Stanford 10-8 to in 10 innings. Oregon advances to the semifinals and will face Washington at 2.30 this afternoon. Oregon State was eliminated from the tournament after falling to Arizona State 14-10 to yesterday. University of Portland dropped its first game in the West Coast Conference Baseball Tournament being held in Las Vegas. Pilots fell to Santa Clara 15-3. The loss means Portland will play Loyola Marymount today at noon to stay alive in the tournament. And in college softball, Oregon lost to Oklahoma State 8-1 in Stillwater. It was the first game of the best-of-three Super Regional. Well, he is known as the Apostle of Rome. Any idea who that is? Yeah, I don't know. That is today's saint, Philip Neary. Now, Philip Neary was born in Florence, Italy, and later in life felt called to become the Apostle of Rome. Now, according to Catholic Encyclopedia, Philip Neary renounced his family's nobility and felt a call to go to Rome. Now, initially, St. Philip spent his ministry in Rome as a layman organizing local groups and leading others in prayer. After 17 years in Rome as a layman, he began to doubt his vocation. This led to a heavenly vision that confirmed his apostolate. Now, St. Philip was eventually ordained a priest and surrounded himself with a group of disciples who would later become the brothers of the Little Oratory. And he remained in Rome for the rest of his life, and his example of holiness affected many in the city, later earning him that title of the Apostle of Rome. All right, wonderful. St. Philip Neary Church here in Portland. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And coming up next Wednesday at 6 o'clock p.m. is the celebration of the Feast of the Visitation of the Blessed Virgin Mary happening at the Marian Prayer Center in Milwaukee. At 6 o'clock is the Rosary, then 7.30 Mass celebrated by Father Maxi DaCosta. Fellowship and refreshments will be following the Mass. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Just got to head over to the community calendar. You'll find it under the Get Involved menu at materdayradio.com. And of course, you'll access it with the full mapping system on the Hail Mary media app. And as we mentioned earlier, there's a trio of Memorial Day Masses taking place at our Catholic cemeteries on Memorial Day. You'll hear more right after the forecast. 
Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and Parish, in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, Inspire my will with courage. Enrich my life with service. Pardon what I have been. Sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be. And thine shall be the glory. And mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, a place to celebrate life's moments. Ernesto's offers full-service dining, banquet facilities for groups of 15 to 180, catering, takeout, and large order delivery, featuring traditional Italian dishes with Chef Marco's inspired modern entrees and weekly specials. Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, 8544 Southwest Apple Way, on Beaverton Hillsdale Highway, next to Jesuit High School. Christopher Minutes, thoughts on making every day count. I'm Tony Rossi. Justin Nieves of Oviedo, Florida, has known hardship and struggle in his young life. His mother was addicted to drugs and his father died when he was in middle school. Justin went to live with his aunt and uncle, but continued conflicts led to him being placed in foster care at age 16. That's when Justin decided to commit to his education. He told the Orlando Sentinel, I started meeting caseworkers, going to church, and decided I was going to do good for myself. As I started going through college, I thought that other kids could do the same. Justin mended his relationship with his aunt and uncle, and he now mentors other foster care children on how to have a successful future. This message was brought to you by the Christophers. Thanks for listening, and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. May is the month of Mary. Celebrate our Blessed Mother by praying more with Mater Day Radio. Our powerful prayer team is waiting to hear from you so they can unite your intentions to Our Lady. Go now to the prayer page at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app or call our prayer hotline directly. 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Or tap the Hail Mary Media app and materdayradio.com. Let us pray for you. Throughout the month of May, Matraday Radio also honors our Blessed Mother with a series of insightful Marian reflections, her sacred mysteries that take us directly to Christ in the Holy Rosary, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, and Matraday Radio's three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass. May is the month of Mary, and it's a special time for more prayer at Matraday Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
And it is 8.13 here at Matra Day, Wake, uh, Matra Day Radio. Well, our weekend, well, it is looking really amazing weather-wise. So let's start with today. Daytime highs heading back up to the middle 80s today. Lots of sunshine already this morning. Now still a possibility of a thunderstorm over the Cascades later this afternoon. Now overnight, we cool down to 56 degrees, and then tomorrow, a clear start today. A few clouds start to fill in the afternoon. Highs getting to about 76 degrees. Now Sunday, kind of a repeat of Saturday. Highs again in the mid-70s. Then for Memorial Day on Monday, sunny skies, highs in the low 80s. It just really is perfect outdoor weather this weekend. Currently, it is 62 degrees at Our Lady Star of the Sea Catholic Church in the Gorge out in Stevenson, Washington. Well, as I mentioned, coming up on Memorial Day, that would be Monday, May 29th. The three main Catholic cemeteries in the Archdiocese of Portland will be holding special Memorial Day Masses. To give us all the details is the director of Catholic Cemeteries in the Archdiocese. He is Daniel Saris. Hey, good morning, Daniel. Great to talk with you again. Well, good morning. Thank you guys very much for inviting me to talk about Memorial Day. Well, absolutely. It's great to see the Mass is back. But first, let me ask you, uh, Brenda and I were just talking about the weather. Maybe you heard that. And uh, how are the cemeteries holding up? Oh, you know, it's really helping out a lot. They are drying out very well. So most, most of the gardens are now accessible very easily without having to walk through the wet. Boy, so it mu- turned out oh, turned out really well. Yeah, I was going to say it must be just be beautiful at the cemeteries this time of year as the as the foliage comes into bloom and as you mentioned, starting to dry out a little bit. I, 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 is that the case? I'm sure. Oh, it is. I don't remember them looking as this good for years. It's just absolutely beautiful. So I want everybody to come out. You know, you were talking about the the record breaking weather that we've been having right and so i'm looking forward to this to be like record-breaking attendance at the masses this year this is the first time since 2019 that we're able to have the masses in person yeah i was going to say uh, going back obviously with the pandemic and not being able to do them in, in person refresh my memory were you doing some online in that time Yes, they were all live streamed from the cathedral with Archbishop Sample. Yeah, that's as I recall, that was the case. Well, it is great to see them back, and uh, you know, let's just go through them. Let our let our listeners know where they can go. And I mean, you've got three of them set up for again Memorial Day, May 29th on Monday. So, give us the details of each of the masses. All right, I'd be happy to do that at Mount Calvary here in Portland. It's going to be at 10 o'clock, and Bishop Peter Smith will be the celebrant. And it's going to be held in the altar garden right at the the top of the hill. And so the Mass at Gethsemane will be uh, at 10 o'clock also, but Archbishop Sample will be the celebrant there. And and Eugene at Mount Calvary, we're having that Mass at 9 a.m. And Father Dale Pato is the uh, celebrant at that Mass. Excellent. And let me let me give our folks these uh, addresses just so they know where they go if they've never been up to the Catholic cemeteries before. So Mount Calvary, this is in southwest Portland. It's at, it's at 333 
Southwest Skyline Boulevard. That's Portland. The zip code is 97221, which is very close, actually, to the uh, Mater Dei Radio Studios, too. So it's nice to be able to go up there. Then Happy Valley, Gethsemane Cemeteries. That's at 11666 Southeast Stevens Road. Happy Valley, Oregon, that's 97086. And then in Eugene at Mount Calvary Cemetery, that is at 220 Crest Drive in Eugene. The zip there is 97405. And I'll, I'll let folks know, too, you have this information up on your website. It is on the website, ccpdxor.com. And so you'll be able to see all of that and be able to get directions uh, from the website. I wonder if you can give our listeners just a sense of what the masses will be like. Obviously, it's Memorial Day. I don't know if they're doing anything special with the masses, and you may not know either, but kind of give us a feel of what they'll be doing. You know, the masses at the cemeteries on Memorial Day have become a very big tradition here in the Portland area. And that's, uh, you know, I gosh, we had had them out here you know, I remember seeing 135th year that we held them consecutively, but the the uh, pandemic kind of broke that up. So this is a, the start back to that. But it's a it's a wonderful time where people are here to remember their loved ones that have gone before them, and we're all united in mass during that that time. With we're in communion with all of those who have passed before us, whether they're in heaven or purgatory all the angels and saints in heaven and all the Catholics in the whole world are united at that time. So what a beautiful place to be here where they're laid to rest until resurrection and joining families together again. And so it was, it's, it's been quite a tradition that you see a lot of families gather out here together. Um, after mass, they're visiting the graves of their loved ones. And uh, so just a very beautiful time. And when the weather's nice, we do them outside. Wow, wonderful. Yeah, we'll, we'll hope for that, too. Hopefully, maybe not 95 degrees, but uh, <laughs> I, I, since they're in the morning, we should be uh, should be in pretty good shape. We're speaking with Daniel Saris. He is the director of the Catholic Cemeteries in the Archdiocese of Portland. So at each of these locations, Daniel, is there plenty of parking if people come out? There is a lot of parking. We just park all along the roads at, at any of the locations. So there's plenty of parking. You won't have to walk far. Um at 9.30 that morning, the All-Ireland Cultural Society is going to be laying their wreath at the Famine Memorial here at Mount Calvary. And that is a, a beautiful memorial that was put in here um, to remember all the Irish who died during the famine between 1845 and 1851. Oh, wow. And a large majority of those Irish that came, that left Ireland, uh, came to the United States and ended up here in Oregon. And in the 1800s, their population uh, made up more than 10% of the population of Portland. And at that time, they were the largest religious body in the state of Oregon. So the Catholic uh, Catholics were the largest religious body. And so a lot of those old Irish people are buried here at, at Mount Calvary. Oh, well, that'd be really something special for sure. And I, I would imagine, too, you would encourage folks to bring flowers, whatever they would like, for the for the graves. Absolutely. You know, we provide vases for everyone out here um, so that you, you can just bring your flowers. We'll have vases at all the gates. 
Uh, the Boy Scouts will be out here at the gates helping people with vases and direction. Um, they will also be doing a flag raising ceremony at noon mm. in the in the old old section of Mount Calvary. Excellent to know. Again, we're speaking with Daniel Saris. He is the director of Catholic Cemeteries in the Archdiocese of Portland as they get ready for their Memorial Day Masses on Monday, May 29th. Again, Mount Calvary Catholic Cemetery in Portland. That'll be at 10 a.m. Celebrant Peter Smith, Bishop Peter Smith. Happy Valley Gethsemane. That'll be at 10 a.m. as well with Archbishop Alexander Sample. And then at Eugene, Mount Calvary Catholic Cemetery at 9 a.m. And again, the the priest there saying Mass in Eugene? is Father Dale Pate. Oh, very good. And so look forward to that as well. Well, Daniel, great to talk with you this morning. Best of luck with the Memorial Day Masses. And again, I encourage folks to go to the Archdiocese Catholic Cemetery's website for all of the information. Uh, Again, wonderful talking with you, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, catching up with you after the Memorial Day Masses. All right. Thank you. All right. God bless. Thank you. And it is 822 here at Mater Day Radio. What a wonderful series mm-hmm. of Masses. So important to remember our faithfully departed. Of course, we also don't re- want to forget or let pass by that Memorial Day, the federal holiday, is for those who have fallen in wars. That's right. You know, our, our soldiers that protect our freedom through so many wars mm-hmm. that our country has been a part of. So please keep in your prayers this weekend those that have passed, and most especially our service men and women who are currently serving and those who have given the ultimate sacrifice for our country. You know, the Hail Mary Media app is such a wonderful way to pray with Mater Day Radio. Not only will you have access to prayer texts of all of our traditional Catholic prayers. You can plug your phone in on your way home. Use the audio prayers. I use the rosary, and I pray with Archbishop Sample the rosary going home every day. There's also some beautiful and and very inspirational video prayers that you can have access to. If there's a particular prayer you want to be reminded of each day, well, that app We'll send you a notification at that time each day. So it's absolutely free. Thousands of people are now using the Hail Mary media app. Download it today. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Francis Speaks from the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows. Guard against all pride, vanity, envy, avarice, the cares and worries of this world, distraction, and complaining. And if you do not have book learning, do not be eager to acquire it, but pursue instead what you should desire above all else, namely, to have the Spirit of the Lord and His grace working in you, to pray always with purity of heart, and to have humility, patience in persecution and infirmity, and to love those who persecute, rebuke, and slander you. Because the Lord says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Blessed are those who are persecuted in the cause of uprightness. The kingdom of heaven is theirs. Anyone who stands firm to the end will be saved. 
a reflection from Through the Year with Francis of Assisi by Father Murray Bodo. Learn more at olpretreat.org. Support from Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors, a clear path to financial freedom. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors helps business owners exit their business and retire with financial security. Information on how to get started with the business exit strategy plan and scheduling a no-cost consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Dei Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass, Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend, on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And it is 826 at Mater Day Radio. Well, you won't be alone if you hit the open road this weekend. We'll have the numbers for you in the news. And another unofficial kickoff to summer starts tonight. An evening concert and some fireworks usher in the Rose Festival. Yeah. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in news in just three minutes. Here is Unspoken with You've Always Been. We are the Morning Blend right here at Matra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. I've had good days, I've had bad days, tasted victory and defeat. I've had problems, biggest planets, turned to pebbles when you speak. I've had nothing to my name, never lacked for anything, cause you were there with me. You've been my savior, sustainer, when I'm at my end, my healer, redeemer, again and again, my mother and my father, brother, sister, and friend. bears my blame when in pride i think i'm worthy you point out the price you pay when i wander far away you keep calling out my name you don't give up on me you've been my savior sustainer
That is unspoken, and you've always been. It's 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news this hour, Pope Francis has canceled his meetings on Friday morning due to a fever, a Vatican spokesman confirmed. Matteo Bruni, director of the Holy See Press Office, told Catholic News Agency that due to a feverish condition, Pope Francis did not receive anyone in audience this morning. Now, as of Friday afternoon, the Pope does not have any public appointments scheduled for tomorrow either, according to the Vatican calendar. He is currently scheduled to say Mass in St. Peter's Basilica for the Solemnity of Pentecost on May 28th, following by the recitation of the Regina Chaley Antiphon. Now, Pope Francis, who is 86 years old, was hospitalized for four days at the end of March for a lung infection, But during his flight return from a three-day trip to Budapest, Hungary, a month later, the Pope said his body responded well to the treatment. Mm. So please keep Pope Francis in your prayers today. For sure. Well, what are your travel plans for this weekend? Going to be busy. Number of people going through U.S. airports hit pandemic-era highs last weekend, and those records are almost certain to be broken over the Memorial Day holiday. So AAA predicts that 37 million Americans will drive at least 50 miles from home this weekend. I think you're one of those, Brenda. I'm going to drive. I'm just going to drive around and around <laughs> right. the city till so, I get to 50. Well, that number is an increase of more than 2 million from Memorial Day last year, but it's still below pre-pandemic numbers for 2019. So at the airports, the TSA expects to screen 10 million travelers between today and Monday. That is a 14% increase over the holiday in 2022. Now, one travel data company predicts the average domestic airfare will peak next month at $328 for a round-trip ticket, which is down from last summer's record of $400, but it's still 4% higher than in 2019. So the data shows that international fares are their highest in more than five years. Wow. Prices to Europe up 50%. I'm not going to Europe this year. That's a big boost. So that is a big boost. But we are going camping. We're leaving the kids and the dogs at home and heading out to eastern Washington. There you go. do a little camping. So you'll be one of those people traveling more than 50 miles. That's for sure. Well, the Interstate Bridge Replacement Program has released its first batch of visualizations of six possible replacement bridge options for single-level bridges, one stack bridge, and the other one, I don't want to even mention because there's a lift on it. Uh, We don't need that. Now, the renderings have been long awaited by program critics and supporters alike. The visuals are not the final design and don't reflect property impacts. Now, first are the single levels, and those are concrete or steel girder options that resemble the uh, Interstate 205 bridge. An alternate single level is termed extra dosed, and that are styled with a fin back and the decks are held by a cable. On all the single level configurations, light rail will be on the southbound span next to downtown Vancouver and the bike pedestrian path on the northbound span. Then there is the stacked bridge option. Now, strikingly similar to the final Columbia River crossing design, a two-level stacked option would put the freeway on the top level and transit and bike pedestrian paths below deck. 
Now, because of the limited space between Terminal 1 and the current bridge, a stacked bridge will not be as tight of a fit. But one drawback is the roadway would be higher than on a single-level bridge. Then there is that lift span uh-huh. option, which is basically what we have now, just more lanes. All right. Well, not a part of the original plan after the Coast Guard requested a study of an option with the same or more level of vertical clearance than the current bridge allows. The replacement program is now studying a lift span bridge. Now, the program is limited in the type of bridge because designs don't want to protrude into Pearson Field and Portland International Airport airspace. And this rules out cable stay bridges like Tillicum Crossing or suspension bridges like the Golden Gate Bridge. All right. Do you know if they accepted my tunnel design? Uh, I think it went under review and then somebody took that proposal and filed it. Ah, that's too bad. <laughs> Portland police have made an arrest in that large apartment fire that happened last week in the Goose Hollow neighborhood of southwest Portland. Officers apprehended 30-year-old Garrett Rep on allegations of felony arson, criminal mischief, and misdemeanor reckless endangerment in the fire that displaced residents of all 42 units at the May Apartments. Rep, who had been a resident at the apartment, had an eviction order issued in February saying he owed over $3,000 in rent. Rep did not show up for his court appearance in March and was ultimately ordered to move out of the apartment in early May. The fire broke out May 16th. Fire experts entered the structure on Tuesday, calling their investigation a success, leading to the arrest of Rep. Well, over a century old, the Rose Festival is a key part of Portland's summer, and it all begins tonight. Now, the Rose Festival kick off Friday night with the opening of City Fair and a fireworks show on the waterfront. The festivities begin with the ribbon cutting at 5 o'clock p.m., and fireworks will light the night sky at 9.50 p.m. Now, Rose Festival's waterfront activities all take place at beautiful Governor Tom McCall Waterfront Park in downtown Portland. Expect to see the skies light up over downtown Portland with a fireworks display choreographed to its own soundtrack. Then come to the Dix Auto Group community stage for a full concert by the New Wavers, who's going to be warming up the crowd at 845. Of course, again, the fireworks follow at 950. On Sunday, David, yes. you are the star of the ukulele jam <laughs> and sing-along. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see that. June 2nd to the 4th is Oregon's Brewer- Brewers Festival. Now, the Corgi Jamboree, that's as in a dog, and the Starlight Parade, both happening on June 3rd. Fleet Week scheduled June 7th to the 11th. And the Grand Floral Parade, granddaddy of them all. That's true. June 10th. What a beautiful evening it's going to be tonight for that. I've actually been to the fireworks display that opened up the Rose Festival. And Scott ran in the Starlight uh, run before the parade before, too. It's fun. It is a lot of fun. Gentlemen... Start your engines. There's the command. Back home again. You know who that is singing there? Uh, who is that? That is the late Jim Neighbors. <gasps> Gomer Pyle. That's right. He always sang the opening there at the greatest spectacle of racing. That, of course, would be the Indianapolis 500. Green flag falls. 107th running.
of the Indy 500. Yep. That song is about 107 years <laughs> old. I think is. it's time to update. So Sunday morning is when it gets started. 33 cars topping 230 miles an hour flying around the two and a half mile track. Alex Pillow is your pole sitter, becoming the first Spaniard to take the top spot. It's quite the international lineup on the front row, including Renus VK of the Netherlands and Felix Rosenquist of Sweden. Another Swede won the race last year. That would be Marcus Erickson. And the NBA Eastern Conference Finals. Boston Celtics stay alive. 110-97 win over the Miami Heat. Two teams play again in Miami on Saturday, tomorrow Miami still leads the series three games to two, but Boston has won two straight now. I like it. They got the momentum going, so we'll see if they can do what no no other team has done, and that's come back from a three to nothing deficit. Okay, there must be the first. I know. Well, scripture is full of deeply significant phrases that may pass us by unnoticed. Take the first reading from Mass on the Solemnity of Pentecost. The first verse of chapter 2 of Acts reads, When the time for Pentecost was fulfilled, they were all in one place together. And the Pentecost referred to here is not the Christian feast day, but rather the Jewish one. So the Feast of Pentecost is a four-day feast, also known as the Feast of Weeks and takes place 50 days after the Passover. Now, Passover recalls the 10th plague upon the Egyptians, after which Pharaoh released the Israelites from slavery. Now, the Feast of Weeks commemorates the end of that initial stage of Israel's journey out of Egypt when Moses brought them to Mount Sinai and gave the people the law by which they would live. Now, Paul's sins of Aletheia dives just a little deeper here. And he says, if Pentecost celebrated the giving of the law, then we can understand this phrase to mean something deeper, deeper, that the law itself, the purpose of the law had been fulfilled. And in a sermon on the Mount, you know, Jesus tells the crowd, Think not that I have come to abolish the law and the prophets. I have come not to abolish them, but to fulfill them. So how does Jesus fulfill the law? Well, that by his death and resurrection. And St. Paul points out in the letters to the Romans, the sacrifice of the law could not justify us that Jesus self-sacrificial offering, however, is infinitely perfect. So we can see this great feast of Pentecost then as a reminder that Christ keeps his promises, his promise to fulfill the law, his promise to send the advocate, his promise to be with his people always. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Coming up on June 3rd at 6 o'clock, it's a summer kickoff at Holy Redeemer Parish in Portland, happening at Cantwell Hall. Professional musician and Holy Redeemer alumnus Chris Koza returns to Holy Redeemer to work with the school's music program, culminating with a spotlight concert and social event to showcase the harmonious work between Chris and the students. Join the community for food, drink, conversation, and live music. Proceeds from this fundraiser will benefit the school. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. Well, it is the national sanctuary of our sorrowful mother. You probably know it better, though, as the Grotto. Lots of activities there. We'll head there right after the forecast. 
Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Hi, this is Tim Staples, Senior Apologist with Catholic Answers and an adult convert to the Catholic faith, inviting Mater Day radio listeners to join me for the 50th Annual Summer Institute in Catholic Teaching at Our Lady of Peace Retreat Center. As one of this year's speakers, I'm going to discuss some of the whys behind our Catholic faith, such as why be Catholic? How is man saved? I'll talk about Luther's most important question and what's all the fuss about Mary and more. I'll be there, and I hope you will too. Join Tim Staples, the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, Father Theodore Lang, and Bishop Peter Smith during this life-changing spiritual and educational retreat, July 10th through the 14th at Our Lady of Peace Retreat in Beaverton. For all the details and how to register, visit olpretreat.org. That's olpretreat.org. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. And it is 8.44 at Mater Day Radio. Going to be a beautiful day today. Highs 85 degrees under sunshine. Now, just a heads up, there is a slight chance of a thunderstorm later this afternoon. Then tonight, low of 56. Tomorrow, probably some morning clouds. Then 76-year high. Mostly clear Saturday night, low of 48. And then mostly sunny Sunday, 77. Memorial Day sunny 80. Just going to be a great weekend. Currently, it is already beautiful. 63 degrees at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in Vancouver. And on his feast day, it's 64 degrees at St. Philip Neary Church in Portland. Well, David, on a recent trip up to the grotto, I went to the upper grounds and looked out that observation deck across the beautiful river and into Washington State. David, I could see Mount Rainier. Mm-hmm. I was That's, so yeah. impressed. And on the earlier in the show, we talked about Pope Francis' message, care of creation. Well, I can't think of a better place here where the care of creation has been preserved more beautifully than by our Servite priest there at the grotto. An incredible staff and volunteers work to make sure that the grotto is ready to welcome visitors 
all summer long mm-hmm. to their beautiful grounds. Well, joining us today to let us know a little bit about what they've got planned, it is our good friend, Executive Director of the Grotto, Chris Blanchard. Good morning, Chris. Thanks so much for joining us today. Well, I wish I could be in studio with you guys because it's always a pleasure to be around you, but uh, plenty of work to do today, so I thought I would just call it in from the office. (laughs) Well, I think that the view from the grotto, yeah, that's probably the second best view, of course, outside here on Sylvan Hill. Well, they're they're both a, a little elevated, I'd say, maybe a little closer to God if you spend some time either at Mater Day Radio, but more specifically praying at the Grotto. You've got an incredible summer ahead, Memorial Weekend. I mean, your calendar just really gets filled up. Do you get a lot of visitors for Memorial Weekend? Well, we the the number of visitors has just increased so dramatically compared to the last few years. Of course, uh, a lot of that had to do with COVID. But I think this year might be our most, uh, we may get more pilgrims here than uh, ever before. So we're certainly praying for that. And, you know, it's a, it's a great place to uh, to lift up your spirits, to lift up your uh, uh, your your physical being as well. Just uh, excited to have everybody coming out. I was going to ask you too, Chris, with... Um... We have Pentecost Sunday coming up, certainly, uh, here in just a couple of days. Do you have an outdoor Mass for Pentecost Sunday? Well, so starting on Mother's Day, David, uh, we begin outdoor Masses. Or, or, uh, we have Mass every day, of course, at, right. at noon, uh, except Sunday we have an 8 o'clock Mass indoors, and then we have a 10 o'clock and a 12 o'clock Mass outdoors. And, of course, that's followed by on alternating weekends, uh, either a Spanish-language Mass or a Tagalog-language Mass. Mm -hmm. So tell our listeners, too, if they've never been to the Grotto, where you hold the outdoor Mass. It's just a stunning area. Well, it's literally, as you walk into the plaza, the Grotto Plaza, uh, the Mass is celebrated there at the base of the cliff. So if you look up, uh, there's a beautiful statue of our mother, about 129 feet up. Yeah, a beautiful basalt rock cliff in front of us. The grotto itself, the cave, is uh, right in front of us, and the priests are up on the uh, slightly uh, elevated altar. So it's a beautiful setting. It's quiet. You get the coolness uh, because you get the trees all around. So it's much cooler than being in the direct sun. It's a beautiful setting. To celebrate, uh, to celebrate the Eucharist. Yeah, you know, and what does that area hold? Because it's pretty good size. Well, we can we can jam a lot of folks in there. Yeah. Uh, we we it's not unusual, particularly for our Peregrine masses, the first Saturday of every month, to uh, have eight hundred people in there, and it's uh, it's just such a joy to see that many people, people from all backgrounds, from all walks of life, from all over the uh, the country coming to celebrate Mass together in the plaza. Yeah, it's, it's just it's beautiful. So I wanted to ask you, too, do you have any events coming up that you really want to highlight right now? Well, we have a, just so many things happening. First first off, let me mention next, uh, next Tuesday, actually uh, June 6th, uh, so a week uh, from Tuesday, we're going to have uh, our recurring series, Mass, Lunch, and Learn, uh, here at the Grotto. So you come to Mass at noon, we after mass you come downstairs we feed you lunch and then we have a we have a, a speaker every month and this month it's Mike McCullum uh, who's on the board of directors of Serenity Lane 
drug and alcohol treatment center. Uh, we don't charge for lunch. Uh, we limit signups to 15. We have some space. So you just go onto our website under our, uh, uh, the mass and events tab, and you can sign up there. Then we have, and we're really excited about this, on Saturday, June 17th, from 4 to 6 in the afternoon, we're going to have what uh, a couple of our young uh, board members put this together, the Faith and Business Mixer. Hmm. So young business professionals come out. Uh, we're going to hold this in the monastery courtyard on the upper level. We're going to start with the Eucharistic Adoration. Then you can come downstairs from the monastery chapel and you get tours. We're going to give you some wine, appetizers. It'll be a beautiful event. Uh, and then finally, uh, oh, by the way, that too, uh, David, you sign up online, the same link right there. And uh, finally, on July 20th, we're thrilled to have the Young Voices of the Philippines, a, a world-renowned choir coming in. This is not for the Philippine community. This is for everyone. So they'll be performing here on July 20th. And we couldn't be more excited about that. Oh, wow, that's fantastic. I'll remind folks, too, the Grotto's website is thegrotto.org. The Grotto, that is correct. Yep, thegrotto.org, very simple. And again, you have a wonderful community calendar there listing all of your events and activities. And so, again, I encourage folks to go on to thegrotto.org, check it out, and as Chris said, register for a couple of those events online and get an opportunity to head out to the Grotto and just see the beautiful grounds this summer. Chris Blanchard, Executive Director of the Grotto. Chris, always great to talk with you. I know you're a busy guy, lots happening, but it's just a beautiful time of year at the Grotto. Well, I'm, I'm so happy to get to talk to you guys. Uh, again, the other thing I want to tell you, we're, we're not charging for these events. You just, you just come in, you join us. It's all about fellowship. It's all about growing people, getting people mm -hmm. to grow closer to God. That's all it's about here at the Grotto. And by the way, to Happy Memorial Day as a former military person, wanted to mention that to you. Well, God bless all those who have made the ultimate sacrifice for, for our country. Uh, God bless their families in particular. But uh, thank you for that reminder for everybody out all there. Right. Well, have a wonderful weekend. God bless you. You too, sir. God bless. Bye now. Support for Matre Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me for this prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan, and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section 
of the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for praying with Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including University of Portland, dedicated to excellence and innovation in the classroom. Ranked as one of the top colleges in the West by U.S. News and World Report, the University of Portland is home to robust undergraduate and graduate programs in its Colleges of Arts and Sciences and its Schools of Business, Education, Engineering, and Nursing. Learn more at up.edu. What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Day Radio. The Morning Blend, Western Oregon and Southwest Washington's number one Catholic morning show on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. It is 855 at Mater Day Radio. One last look at your Memorial Weekend forecast. Sunny skies today, high of near 85 degrees. Clear overnight tonight, low of 56. And then Saturday, maybe a few morning clouds. They'll decrease throughout the day. High of 76. Sunday, sunny 77. Memorial Day Monday, sunny 80 <laughs> degrees. About as good as it gets for a Memorial Day weekend around That's here. That's pretty nice for sure. It's currently 64 degrees in the Rose City. Oh, and let's close out this Friday show the right way. Here is Crowder and good God Almighty. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Can't count with the times I've called your name some broken night And you showed up and patched me up like you do every time I get amnesia I forget that you keep coming around There ain't no way you ever let me down Good God
And that is Crowder, good God almighty. It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. Oh, yeah. We're all heading out this Memorial Day weekend. Hitting the road. Uh, David, I just got to say thank you. What a great show today. It was a lot of fun. Great information. Great interviews. Thanks, everyone, all week long for being on the Morning Blend. We do appreciate it. Thank you to our wonderful listeners for tuning in this week. And uh, we hope everyone just has a safe, fantastic, blessed Memorial Day weekend. Absolutely. That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. A new view from the pew coming up tonight. I'm going to tell you how Scott gets to pick out his own Father's Day gift. Nice. (laughs) All right. Have a very blessed weekend.